Hey everyone, if you are watching the live or uh, listening to the podcast, and uh, today I'm here with Andriy uh, Borchuk, who is the CEO of Flovium, an uh, e-commerce email marketing agency, and uh, very similar profile to our agency, I would say. And we already connected at the Clavio Boston conferences uh, before COVID, and uh, I wanted to invite him today. This show is sponsored by Budai Media. Budai Media is a fully remote e-commerce focused retention marketing agency. In the last three years, Budai Media worked with more than 100 e-commerce clients and generated an eight-figure extra revenue for these clients. If you want to check out their website, go to thebudaimedia.com and just send an email or actually you can just drop a message to me on any of my social media channels if you are interested to work with us. How are you, Andre, today? Where are you exactly? In New York, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Daniel, thank you very much for having me on this, on, on your podcast. Yes, I'm today in a sunny New York, but the cold one. It's so cold, but sunny. Before we jump into email marketing and e-commerce, I think we could talk about it for probably hours. Please share your story a bit. Like, uh, how did you end up uh, starting an email marketing agency? What was sure. the initial thought behind it? Sure. I, I, I used to... I'm originally from Ukraine, that's why I have an accent, but live for half of my life here in New York. So I used to have a website for Ukrainian immigrants. It was just a kind of a blog, and I was focusing on email marketing. So I was developing this, marketing this website using email marketing, because I was listening to different podcasts, and everybody was saying that email marketing, it's a next big thing. And I didn't have money for Facebook or Google. Two or three years later, I used to work as an engineer in the technology company. I didn't enjoy what I was doing. I wasn't passionate about that. And I quit my job and I didn't know what to do next. And I start, I went to Upwork and check different, like, what, what kind of job they have. So I, I was betting on everything, like Facebook ads, a website building, WordPress plugins, everything. And uh, I noticed a pattern of when I was betting on email marketing jobs, like everybody was hiring me. And I, I did first, I didn't get it why, but then I realized there are not much competition. So there not many people were doing that. And for me, email marketing, I thought everybody knows how to do email marketing. So it was easy for me. <laughs> so at that moment, I started doing email marketing for everybody, for all kinds of businesses, blogs, coaches, <laughs> lawyers, um, e-commerce stores. And then... Uh, I enjoy focusing on e-commerce because I see I can see the results right away, uh, results of my work, how much money that it brings and, and conversion. So this is how it all started. When was it? When you started with Upwork? With Upwork, it was December 2016, like end right. of December 2016. Yeah, I remember I also started Upwork around that time, like very late 16 or early 17, I think. I started with copywriting, I remember, and I did everything, landing pages as well. And then just somehow, naturally, I leaned into email marketing and e-commerce. And I think we we called the same pattern. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's interesting to hear a similar story. And uh, I guess at the beginning, you did not just e-commerce, right? But different businesses. Yeah, I, different businesses, all kinds of businesses. Yeah, I also tried coaching, co coaches, software, but... It was always good to see e-commerce. I, I could see relatively high numbers compared to the other clients. And it was just a good feeling that I mm -hmm. have an impact and uh, 
yeah, it's very tangible, the results. Please share more about your, uh, you know, how, how you do things in your agency, how you work with clients. And I know you have a loyalty-based program or, or approach with clients. And how does it look like? What, what is the point of, of that strategy? Sure. So I believe our businesses are very similar and any other agencies like businesses similar. We, we typically start working hourly, then we realize it's not as profitable or it doesn't sound good to us and we switch to project and then we realize it's not good for us as well and then we switch to retainer so i'm like our business model is a retainer so we charge monthly as probably any other agency so we from agency perspective we don't do anything special or anything um different in terms of email marketing strategy what you're saying about loyalty Lately, majority of our customers requesting uh, to focus on the retention um, because majority of our clients we work with is like for two, three years plus. And we did the basic setup. We did all technology, technology like automations around their technologies and so forth. But now they uh, want us to focus to converting those one-time buyers to two-time buyers, two-time buyers to three buyers, and so forth to increase increase lifetime value of the customers. And one of the tools that we use, so it's, an, it's not a tool, but kind of retention strategy, which I personally believe is like low-hanging fruit for majority of e-commerce, e-commerce business. It's a loyalty program which well known for business owner but in the consumer world world it's a reward reward programs and we start doing that in last year yeah beginning of the last year we did the case study for one of our clients just to make sure if their money is there and after we proved our hypothesis uh we start in like rolling out to all of our clients and if you want i can give you some numbers so to prove why it's so valuable. So right now I'm looking on a, my screen and we took 25,000 uh, email subscribers. And out of those 25,000, 5,000 were uh, loyalty members and 20,000 was not loyalty members. And we compare what is customer lifetime value. And if they were not loyalty members, it, it was around $90. $90. And if they were loyalty members, it was around like $400. $400, which is almost a little bit more than four times. And also in terms of uh, historic number of orders, I mean, it's a crazy amount, it's, but in this case, it was, uh, if they not loyalty member, it was two times. And if they loyalty members, it was closer to 15 orders, like lifetime order of, of, of those customers. And when we saw those numbers, we start to focusing on how to improve loyalty program for our customers we are only email marketing agency so we cannot do any work on like landing pages uh, we cannot do any changes on their website we provided them some suggestions but our main focus was on email marketing and this is where we strive and after implementing they saw increase of loyalty member subscribers and users so basically you said five so out of 25,000, 5,000 are loyalty members and 20,000, they, they are not, right? Yes. And how did you subscribe them to this loyalty plan? Our clients use different kind of software, uh, Swell, Payatpo, Smile.io, uh, the, the other one, I always messing up the names. Uh, it's 
loyalty king or something loyalty, Lion. loyalty Lion. Lion. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i always messed up that name yeah so all of our clients use different names but where we did the case study they used to have smile io and they just had a pop-up on their website like hey rewards that's it nothing extra mm-hmm. so we when we started strategizing email marketing like doing email marketing strategy we created, I believe, four, four or five different automations. First of all, if they are not loyalty members, uh, we were sending them automatic emails saying, hey, uh, we have a rewards program. This is how the rewards program work. And we, we had like dedicated email explaining step-by-step step how the reward program works. And I noticed this mistake, like a lot of businesses doing these mistakes. And I'm not talking about the new business, even old I, I, I probably signed up for 10 or more rewards program in the physical stores, but realistically, I have no clue what what the benefit of those, that rewards. I'm signed up because they asked me, like, do you yeah. want to sign up? And I'm like, yeah. But after I sign up, I have no clue what is the benefit of that reward program, how, how much points I have. So the goal with this automation was to educate the customer and ask them to sign up for this uh, loyalty program. And we use split between, let's say if they are not buyers, we we use one language. Like, And if they are at least one-time buyer, we say, hey, you're already spending money with us. Why not benefit with from, from this? And we use a little bit different copy in, in our emails. Another email automation we created, which we called reward statement, it's automatically sending uh, them every month on the first of each month saying, hey, this is how many points you have. And also we split this automation into section. So first, if they have a minimum amount, minimum points to spend for some kind of rewards, we encourage them to spend. If they don't, we send them different kinds of emails saying, hey, this is how much you need to spend or this is what you need to do to get the minimum reward. Yeah. As well as up, after they sign up, we have another automation. When they sign up for the loyalty program, we don't stop there. There, we encourage them ex- still ex- explaining how to get more points, how to spend those points, and any other benefits which are available. Yeah, is there any software tool that you would uh, highlight here? Because you mentioned you tried different loyalty apps, and I also know there are many. And is there a preference, or you find all of them are similar and you can set up the same flows with them. They are similar. You can do the same thing on all for email automation. However, on the custom side, to be clear, it's not our specialty, the, the website part, but something yeah. like Smile or Stamped, they don't have like dedicated landing pages. They have just those pop-ups. <clears throat> and sometimes it's confusing, especially if your demographic, your customers are like older, like, I don't know, like, like baby, baby boomers. It's not as self-explanatory. So I prefer Swell by Yadpo, but that tool is crazy expensive. They don't even show their prices, but I heard yeah, it's yeah. like around like 12 plus thousand a year, which sometimes not affordable by many businesses. Yeah, I think we had two businesses with Yadpo and they downgraded to Loyalty Lion and Stam.io and uh, we have similar results. So I think the biggest ones are, are Swell by Yadpo that you mentioned. Uh, loyalty Lion is good. I know many agencies use it. Uh, Stem.io is not bad. I think, yeah, those are the <clears throat> most common ones that I can I can remember. Yeah, and I know you also really take care of 
you know how how you onboard your agency clients and i'm just curious what's your process or maybe is there any specific that you would mention about that after anybody sign up for our service like first we have like agreement and uh, we require uh, to pay upfront so when they start uh, start their payment uh, we charge month to month no long term contracts so when they start the payment they receive transactional email and we use Clavio to send out those transactional emails and it includes all the stuff they need to do to start so we can start setting up the project it's not much uh, it's actually add, adding us to their Clavio account and also filling up questionnaire so probably this is this part the most complicated for client because the discovery questionnaire is like a long, long one. But after that, we are taking care Same. of Yeah, so after they do the questionnaire, we have a kickoff call. And on the kickoff call, and actually we just had a meeting last week with our team. And uh, we we had it used to have two separate kickoff calls. First kickoff call, just like general kickoff call about the project. And second was creative team kickoff call. But now mm -hmm. we're planning to like merge them together to start moving faster on them with, with the project. And after the the, uh, the kickoff call and creative kickoff call done, we're doing the strategy and we are producing three emails. Uh, so in the past, we were start working on all of the emails, but now we realize we want to get approval first for the first three before we start developing the other emails because we include a lot of emails in our strategy. It's, I think the minimum we do like be close to 40 emails in our strategy. But it's like between 40 to 70 emails in total. Just imagine if we do 70 emails and they don't like something, so we have to change everything. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's why we need to sign off on the three emails. And then we start and we move forward with the developing the, the rest of emails. And also another thing that we not doing, but uh, decided that we will change. We decided last week, if client doesn't have any automation, we want to activate the first email of each automation as soon as possible. So it's not to, to speed to, it up, right? Yeah, not to build the entire flow and uh, activate, but first email of each flow, activate and then build the rest. Yeah, that's a good one. We did the same with our uh, website conversion rate service that uh, most companies, they wait one month or three weeks with an audit until they audit everything and they uh, don't implement anything until then. But uh, most uh, stores, they want to see results quickly, or at least that you start A-B testing and learning and all of that, and they don't want to waste time. And now we need like seven, five, seven days to implement the first A-B test. So that's a different service, but similar, similar approach that we try yeah. to speed up. And then it takes us between good two to three months to uh, implement all the foundational flows and it's typically between seven to 12 different flows that we set up live and then based on the project we move forward either working on the flows or campaigns or depends depends what client client goal is do you always start with the flows by the way what we do is we discuss with the client and we can start either with flows or campaigns we usually start with flows as well but sometimes they want to start with campaigns for some reason. Maybe they have some flows already, newsletter list, and we start with campaign. So we do flows by the so flows must must go first. 
However, we recently in December of 2021, we introduced new plan. It's campaign only. We didn't have that plan. So mm-hmm. if they pay campaigns only, so we, we start from campaigns because we are not responsible for flows. As an agency owner, what would you say? What's the secret to a high performing agency? I think that's a good topic as well. I believe it's like people. Right now, the entire business is based on people, like not even clients, like clients you can you can get whatever like you can invest in ads you can hire like a, you do affiliate program you can get lead generation it's it's not it's easier to figure it out the people part is i think this is the most difficult and this is where success is when you hire right people and when you have a right culture so people don't leave and you retain them what's the size of the team at the moment 40 plus like Four, i don't know okay, that 40 okay we've been a little bit bigger uh by uh, in last year but there were a lot of changes so right now it's like close to 40, 40 people now we are 30 people and uh i think now we are there where we also think more about you know working with bigger better clients and just making things more efficient overall so yeah and one thing i realized recently is and it's true not just for agencies but for any business i think that uh number of clients is just one thing how you can grow but you can also increase your profit margin you can also increase or decrease your churn rate so less clients leave you and uh yeah you can play with different things or yeah just ask for higher retainers every month and uh that's why we increase our prices um, that's why we increase this last year we increased our prices twice but the first time we increased it was not we didn't put much thought in it but in december 1st 2021 we increased it with we did a lot of calculation and yeah so we ramp up our numbers was it a positive experience overall because I think many people are afraid to do it. Uh, there were no, I mean, a few clients left us because it was a huge jump. Uh, mm. uh, just to give you an example, they were paying us 1500 cents, almost 2017, which makes sense because at that moment, like that 1500 was a lot of money for me because it was just me and nobody else. Uh, but now I, every month I was negative on that project. So it didn't make any fine business sense to, to keep yeah, that yeah. one. And when we said that they need to pay us now like 4,500, it's like three three times more. Yeah. But the new clients, the new clients that we're talking with, they don't even ask us about our prices. I think newer clients, you know, if, if that's the first thing that they see about you, that price, then it's normal for them. But for an old client, they perceive it differently. Like that's like a three times increase. That's why we put uh, even before clients potential clients schedule call it with us probably 80 percent of them know our prices because it's um, in our top menu we put it on our website so we we want them to see it before they talk to us because yeah, yeah. it filters out a lot of candidates who are not able to afford us and sometimes clients even schedule a call with us then they find out about prices and they cancel our call saying Sorry, I saw your price and I'm not not able to afford you. Is there any last uh, piece of advice you would give to e-commerce business owners when it comes to loyalty, retention, what they should focus on this year, especially? I would actually like a client of mine ask me what they should do. And I would strongly recommend to all e-commerce owners. I mean, not all. If you're just team of one, it would be hard for you to do it. 
but to hire some kind of like marketing director, person who will see the entire marketing. Because what I'm seeing right now, a lot of business owners, they try to to act as a marketing director, but they have much more responsibilities. And like agencies like ours or like paid agencies, CEO agencies, they need direction sometimes, like in which way you want to go and the client cannot provide. So they need kind of project manager for all their marketing who can provide direction and know the company goals. Because we can deliver, but we need to know what exactly they, they want. Yeah, I really agree with that one. And uh, many times we also found that, you know, there are founders, owners, and they come to you and maybe they are very good at the product or even we had a develop, you know, a guy with a developer background or one of them, he was a designer and uh, that's great. They understand that area, but, and then they try to understand email marketing and they have a very different mind. They never did it. And uh, yeah, it's just easier if there is someone who is a marketer for a long, a long time, we speak the same language and uh, we get the direction from that person. So I really agree with this one. Yeah, thanks everyone who watched us uh, today or who listened to the podcast. And uh, if you liked it, then uh, send us a review on uh, Apple Podcast or uh, Spotify. And uh, thanks Andre again uh, for being here today. Stay tuned everyone because every week we have a new episode. Thank you.